Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Wait, Why Am I Doing This Again podcast. I'm Jordan Hoopengarner, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in to this entrepreneurship journey as I am uh, failing fast and learning how to succeed and also sharing with you marketing tips and strategies that you can implement into your own business. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? I have a special guest today, um, my brother, Caleb. Hello. Hi, people. (laughs) Caleb is uh, four years older than me, and him and I have uh, worked together for a while at our family's business, and now we're actually able to kind of work together um, helping other people with their marketing, and it's uh, been quite a journey, and we are learning a ton. Um, And so we kind of want to share a little bit about uh, the journey as we're in it right now of um, some stuff that's kind of gone on with a with a client. Um, here's the backstory: they have uh, it's a, a ministry, and for three years they've held a free conference or concert. Well, it's a conference, mm-hmm. um, and they have uh, had thousands of youth and young adults there, and it's been amazing. Um, and the stuff that they're able to help, you know, kids get breakthrough in is, is incredible. Uh, this year is the first year that they are charging for tickets. And, uh, so they actually hired us on to help them sell their tickets. Um, so we are several months into the project now. Um, and we are at the place where we're, uh, you know, selling tickets. Um, it's been, uh, quite a journey trying to get everything set up and built out for them. Uh, A lot of consulting, a lot of groundwork, a lot of design, Facebook ads, uh, funnel, copywriting, all the, all the good stuff. So um, we're going to just kind of share about this journey so far and how it has uh, had a lot of bumps in the road and has not been as seamless and as easy Mm -hmm. as I think either of us have expected. I want to kind of tell the ending a little bit. Okay. At, the, at the beginning. Okay. So that they can understand where we're at now, and then we'll we'll draw back and yeah. bring it back to this place. So today we are less than ninety days out from conference, and are about to make a massive pivot potentially. Yeah. That would literally change everything in a day, and all the work we've done up to this point could potentially be changed. Yeah. And so we're less than 90 days out and about to make a massive move. And it doesn't, not that it doesn't make sense, but it's crazy that it could be happening right now. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that we could have predicted that we would be where we are and this is going to happen. And it's just like. Hmm. I can cut this part out. <laughs> I had a call come in in the middle of all of this. So we have to, I'm not sure where it, where it picked up, but we have to be able to adjust because things are not going to go according to plan, and 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 we're experiencing that right now. And this has been incredibly difficult, mm-hmm. and incredibly hard, and incredibly stressful. But at the same time, we are in in it to win it, whatever it takes. And totally. if it means going away from the way that we saw, the way that we designed it, and taking on a different approach, that's what it means. And so, like sometimes you just do months of work and cannot predict how things are going to turn out. And I think that's part of being an entrepreneur, part of 
mm-hmm. doing marketing for pe- people and building systems is like almost doing it with an open hand where I'm not going to control the outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I know to do. Yeah. I'm going to build the systems. I'm going to be practical. But I there are things that just won't work out the way that I want them to and I have to be willing to adjust. And like humility is a big a big oh, yeah. part of that. So mm-hmm. things right now today as they stand are not where we want, thought they would be or wanted them to be. Right. And so now let's draw it back a, a few months <laughs> and talk about uh, what it was like at the very beginning. Yeah, okay. So at the very beginning, you you called me and you were like, hey, um, uh, they actually, there's you know this conference coming up. Should we say the conference? Uh... No, let's not say it. Okay. Let's just say that it's potentially three to 4,000 people that are going to be at the conference. Yeah. And it's a with a lot of well-known speakers, a lot of well-known artists, um, and there's a ton of people. And so... They the need guy, help. <laughs> they, need, they need help. Guy, the guy that's running, the, the founder of the conference, reaches out to me because I had, I had worked with him before a couple years ago with social media stuff. Uh, taking care of their platforms, posting, running a, a, a little bit of ads. Now, mind you, the conference for three years was completely free. Mm-hmm. So getting people to sign up for a free conference is easy. It's so easy to do. A lot of people, mm-hmm. I mean, we were getting hundreds of registrations every week, and it was just a lot easier. I mean, the capacity was probably 2,000 people at that point. So now we bump it up to 4,000 people. And this is the first year that they ever charge. So he reaches out to me and says, hey, man, I'd love for you to do social media this year. And I'm like, that's great, except I really don't want to do that. Like I have zero interest in posting Instagram posts and like following up and seeing who commented and who liked it. And, you know, um, having a conversation with someone in that thread, I just didn't really want to do it. So I said, hey, instead of doing that, what if we helped you sell tickets? And that's where I was like, I reached out to Jordan or I talked about Jordan. I said, Jordan's learning this whole thing called funnel building. (laughs) And what if we brought Jordan into this process and we built out a funnel for you to sell tickets? And at that point, when I talked to Jordan, he was like, yeah, I don't know that I really want to do this because I don't want to do another thing for free. Mm -hmm. Like I have to start making money because I have to support my family and... I have bills to pay. <laughs> Which is, is kind of funny because there's, like, I feel like a lot of Christians expect something for free if you're also a Christian. But that was, and that was actually what I thought. But when I had a conversation with him, I could tell, like, he wasn't expecting this for free. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, no, like, tell me how much you would charge for this. And I was like, whoa, because, you know, you're a ministry Right. I just actually judged you as like, oh, you're just going to want this for free. <laughs> but he saw the value in what it was and was like, no, how much would you really charge for this? And so we actually did a few consulting sessions with them before ever sending any kind of proposal or anything. And and we sat down and, and I listened to you know their heart, to their story, and really, really like bought into it. It was like, okay, so... Uh, t- like, tell me about what, what it is that you guys are selling, like what you're planning on selling the, the ticket for. And they were selling the general admission ticket for $45. And that was it. And they had 
all of these other pieces that they want that, that they were just giving away for free. There was a chance to meet with a few of the pastors in a breakout session that they were just going to provide for free for all the pastors that would have been there, the uh, youth pastors. And then they were going to do a worship band breakout and for free and all these different elements that were actually like uh, valuable and people will pay for them and they should pay for them because it's kind of like a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity. Right. And so we actually went through and did a, um, I, I actually drew out a sales funnel strategy with upsells and everything and thinking like, this is how this could really work for you guys. And I really believed it and it like was like really cool. And we all just agreed like, yes, this is exciting. This could really work. And so we kept moving from there. And let me just say that those are consulting in those first two meetings potentially we said this is like a fifty thousand dollar idea yeah because they were going to sell tickets at 45 dollars a pop and that was the max average that was the max cart dollar size that they could get Mm -hmm. per transaction 45 dollars that was it you there was no other way and so with us consulting and idea brainstorming and hey why don't you charge to do these breakout sessions because again once in a lifetime opportunity to get in front of people that we follow on social media, we admire, we are influenced by, we want to sit in the same room with them and ask questions like, you should be charging for this. This is amazing. If I had to go, if I wanted to go to this person's church, I'd have to spend hundreds of dollars on an airplane ticket, get a hotel just to go sit in a church where I would never even, I'd be like hundreds of yards from them. You know what I mean? Like this is once. So the ideas that we came up with and brainstormed potentially is like, I think we added it up because there was 300 was, tickets per breakout. Yeah. And there was a $37 breakout and a, uh, no, two $37 breakouts plus, plus a $97 a VIP, package. VIP package that we pitched to them. So we potentially were like it was around bringing in an extra $50,000. About $55,000 of potential revenue just based off of consulting. Our consulting. Yeah. Right. And, and so we started to kind of run with that and we had um, uh, an irresistible offer session um, where we just basically said, okay, let's package these things together. Let's make them really amazing uh, at a price that just feels like, whoa, that's that's super affordable for all the value that I'm getting, which is really the goal of an irresistible offer. And so we, we did, we, we created all these different uh, levels and kind of refined them and, and, and then uh, basically just started building out the whole funnel and I was told that oh yeah with with this funnel we can connect it pretty easily to an event ticketing software where all the purchases that come through the funnel would easily translate into tickets where they could have a QR code and all this stuff and it would be super simple that was not true at all like I I tried so many different avenues to try to make that work with connecting with an app like Zapier and it was a nightmare and it was so much time on my end researching and trying to figure out the best way to do this and it was a complete and total nightmare. Um, it would not work with anything. So ended up what I had to do and with a, with a funnel is you can't, the, the idea of a funnel is is really just like one person passing through and buying one thing at a time. Like it's not really meant to do group ticket purchases. It's really not meant for an event at all is what I've kind of found out. Um, And so uh, I ended up having to come up with this strategy of where 
we could send people on different paths of if they were group buying for a group or if they were buying individually. And if they were buying for a group, then it was the, you know, it was most likely a youth pastor. And so we presented them with a page that was about, um, you know, getting um, in, in a room with some of the, the speakers. And if they were young adults, then they went through the upsell sequence. And so it was like, then we ended up with two different platforms and two different sets of data. And it just started getting like really hairy and really cumbersome. And like, I started feeling like, oh my gosh, what if I've actually just like created a monster instead of trying to really help them in this and started feeling a ton of anxiety around all of that. Like, cause my heart is, I just want them to have the best system possible. That's going to be easy and it's going to work really well for them. Mm-hmm. And so last night, um, I basically had a massive anxiety attack. And mind you, we're 80 days out, 80 days out, out, three months into this. Yeah. And things that we thought were going to be firing off and it would be smooth sailing are not happening at all. Yeah, we've actually run traffic to the funnel and it actually was converting at 25% opt-in rate, which is normal industry average is 20%. Um, The conversion rates of people actually buying were still pretty normal, but it was the, the the systematic approach was actually just kind of off and it wasn't really the best and which started like to really set home with me we had a meeting last night with them and it was like oh my gosh what if this isn't the best thing for them yeah and so i like uh, i had i had this anxiety attack last night which and let I, me can i hop in real yeah quick? please so let us share with you some of the things the mistakes that we made so that you can avoid if you're yes. building your own business, if you're consulting with people, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Let us share some mistakes we made that we've learned from that we would do differently next time. Because that's the whole point of being a mentor is that you help your mentees avoid making mistakes and cut their time in half of how long it takes. Or even to consulting. <laughs> yeah, or even consulting. Right. So like we didn't say these things up front, right? We did not say these to our client, and we should have. Mm-hmm. We did not say this. So this is stuff that, like, we're sitting 80 days out, like, oh, my God, we didn't even talk about this. Like, we look like idiots. And, and <laughs> not idiots, but you know what I mean? Like, shoot, we should have advised them on this yeah. a while ago. And it's not out of um, – it's probably just more out of, like, inexperience. 100%. Than it is, like, uh, just – withholding information like there's no definitely not there's nothing in our hearts that are like oh we want we're just gonna like withhold anything no i mean we're putting our reputation our our names on the line and we're saying we can do this for you only to realize oh no we missed some things we did and so one of those things is do you want to share one you want to share yeah sure so um a funnel will work a, a, a well-designed funnel will work when you have amazing, like if you have an amazing following, the funnel is going to just going to kick butt. Like a large, engaged, magnetic audience on any platform or email list. Yeah, if you have a large podcast, email list too. Like, if you have a large pre-existing following, 
that know you well, like you, trust you, you put stuff out, boom, that thing's going to fire off. It's going to fire off. It's going to be amazing. A funnel, if you're just running straight cold traffic ads to it, is going to be super expensive. And you can't expect it to just go bonkers out of the gate day one. There's like running solo Facebook cold traffic ads is the hardest way to do it. It's not that it's ineffective, but it's the hardest way. You have to basically pay so much to be able to do to get any good results. Um, Something that I would have loved to have told them is like back, you know, several months ago is, okay, what's your, you know, what is your strategy to like really get people into your system, into your world? And if they didn't have one, like a building, a following, then we need to get on that right now and start cultivating that. And the way that that we advise them uh, too late in the game, but still did was saying uh, there's something called a dream 100, which is something that, um, you know, Russell Brunson with ClickFunnels talks about if you're familiar with him at all. Um, and what that is is saying like, okay, there's a hundred people out there that already have my audience, um, my, my dream clients. And I, uh, I would love to, you know, get on their stuff, like get in with them so that I can share my message, provide some value and give like a call to action to start also, you know, helping their people that they've already created instead of going the expensive route and just running a ton of ads, you can do that a lot faster. And so we had actually advised this client to, you know, start getting in front of, uh, or start getting on as many shows as possible, basically to be able to, uh, get in front of the right people way, way quicker. Um, Another, we did it too late. We did it. Yeah, we did it too late. Well, not not that it's too late, but well, we did it way later than what we should have. But again, inexperience and even just knowing like um, or or also just being so deep involved in everything else and not having our heads above the water to see like yeah. what could happen off in the distance if we don't have a Right. A also, I think we kind of went in like gangbusters and all hyped on this thing. Like, yeah, this is – Okay, the lineup they have is amazing, and it I believe it still is going to sell itself. But we went and hyped up, we can do this, it's going to be amazing, and I think part of the issue is we didn't create realistic expectations yeah. for them. We were just so pumped on it that we let the the high, the moment, the energy of those meetings create this unrealistic thing where... Okay, when we turn on funnel day one, start running ads, we're not going to sell 100 tickets. We're not going to sell 400 tickets. It's not even realistic. Yeah. And so we didn't have realistic expectations going into it, I don't think, to tell them up front, hey, customer, just so you know, we're going to spend a couple of hundred dollars just to get an idea of what traffic we need to be sending to this, what ads work the best, what platform are, is our audience on, and... We're like for every hundred people that come to the funnel, four <laughs> will convert. Yeah. Not like give us their email, but buy the ticket. Mm-hmm. So that means to sell 4,000 tickets, we need to have 100,000 people come into this funnel. Yeah. 
And you cannot do that on $3,000 worth of ad budget. Right. And so we were so hyped up and stoked to be able to help and do this thing that we didn't even realize the reality of the situation. Okay, first of all, we're starting six months out from conference. That's not enough time. Right. We should have been in January starting. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe even before that, a year, you know? It's like really build this system and really get it going. So time was not even on our side to begin with, but we didn't, I don't think we really realized, hey, cold traffic with $3,000 is not going to be enough. To sell 4,000 tickets. tickets, even at a low price point, even at $45, which is a steal of a deal to get into this conference. But realistically, it's going to take more than $3,000. It's going to take a lot of work on their side to get connected with the right people, the influencers, whoever that they can talk about, send them to the the website that we design or that you design the funnel. Um, There's just a ton more than just yeah. simply running ads on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those unrealistic expectations or we just didn't even realize, oh shoot, this is not not going to work. <laughs> right. The way that we thought it was going to. Yeah. And so back to last night, um, I basically had a massive anxiety attack realizing all of this really feeling all of this. And I laid awake in bed for two and a half hours as I just sat there just feeling like so like, holy crap, what have I done kind of thing unintentionally. But nonetheless, I need to face this. And so I was feeling like, man, the system that I built for them, the funnel that I built for them, though I poured my heart and guts into this thing is not the best for them. And was feeling that all day, amongst other things. But I finally came to a place today of a just a pretty much a total breakdown where I was uh, just sobbing and <laughs> uh, just kind of said to my wife, not kind of, I, I said to my wife, I'm like, should I even do this anymore? Hmm. Like, should I just quit? Should I just get a job? Like all of this feels so real. We have a baby coming. Um, there's so much pressure about this and about a few other clients and all this other stuff. Like I'm feeling just a lot of weight of being able to deliver what I feel is really amazing for them. And I, I was just very scared and I just had to basically go and face some stuff. And I I received a text from this client and she wanted to set up another meeting to go over just some more questions that they had. And I was like, I wonder if she's going to actually like kill the funnel. And so I texted her back and said, what exactly would you like to meet about? And sure enough, that's what she had said was that she's like, I just don't know that the funnel is the best way. We may have to just try to move in a different direction. And when I received that text, I actually felt really relieved. I was like, this system that I built 
complicated a lot of stuff. And we would have had two different platforms that people were buying tickets out of. And then I would have had to merge the data for them to even check in people. And there was just so many different things. And there's different areas for people to purchase. And it was like, I was basically using a funnel in a way that it was not designed to be used. And the reason I, I had experienced so many different setbacks is because I was trying to make it into something that it wasn't supposed to be. Hmm. And so when she texted me that today, I was like, I felt a massive amount of relief. I was like, yes. Like, if we need to pivot from this, we will pivot from this. And I will do anything to help make this work. And her response back was pretty amazing. Just like, like she said, like how she was just so um, just pleased with, you know, my ability to adapt and like to like lay it all on the line for them. And I was like, that was, it's a bit humbling to be like, no, I've, I've led you down this path, but now I'm saying I don't think it's the right path. I'm sorry, but yeah. I'm going to really yeah. make it right. That's and, a really big deal. I can't overstate like the feeling, the weight of that, yeah. you know, because we're essentially promising them that we can sell this thing out by our efforts alone, kind of. And then to realize 80 days out, oh shoot, the system we built is not going to work. Yeah. It's just, it was too complicated. There's way too many things. It didn't flow well. Um, it was just the funnel's not designed to do what we needed it to do. Yeah. And that's, Really, like you have a decision in that moment. Who am I going to be? Am I going to continue to press forward in this thing when it doesn't make sense and it's actually going to do more harm than good? Mm. Or am I going to own it and face it and say, yeah, I made the wrong, we made the wrong call. Or we designed it, we tried to make it, we tried to force a square through a circle hole. Yeah, that's what it felt like. You know, and it's just like, that's the integrity of it though is that you owned it and you faced it. And that is so not easy to do when we feel because we are the type of people we are trying to be every day is we feel the weight of this, you know? We want it to be an amazing success for them. And to think, oh shoot, what if it doesn't do what we need it to do? Yeah. Like it's not easy to have to do that. That's really, really, I hope you guys, I don't know that you really there's no way that you could unless you've been in a situation like this feel the weight that jordan is feeling i feel it too he feels it more than i do because he's built this entire funnel i'm just doing the ads driving traffic to it so it's a little bit different for me but like i don't know that you can truly understand the weight of what we're talking about you know three to four thousand tickets that's a lot of tickets to sell to an event that doesn't have a lot of popularity doesn't have a massive following. And has been free for three has years. Has been free for three years. So we're coming up a lot against a lot of things, but we took it on. Maybe it was our, um, what's the naive, naivete, naivete, naivete? <laughs> that word, the plural word of naive. naivete. <laughs> Maybe it was naive of us to think that we could do it with all the odds stacked against us. The timing, the ad budget, that it's no longer free, that they don't have a large following. You know, like these are things to consider when you're going and, and taking on a job. Like, sure, it's awesome. It's exciting to think, man, we could be doing this conference. I remember talking about the beginning, like how cool would it be to say like we helped put on this conference, sell it out. It's cool to be able to put that in your belt. Mm -hmm. But like 
this is the reality of it. Like, yeah. it's one thing on on the first side of it where we didn't even book it yet. Like, it's one thing to talk about and get hyped. Mm-hmm. It's another thing completely to be in the middle of it 80 days out and literally about to pivot <laughs> from everything that we had designed. Yeah. And so you can't. I can't stress enough the weight of all of this. Like, this is real. This isn't a game. This is real. Yeah. Real money is involved here. Real lives are real lives too. are involved here. And we're trying our best, you know. It's just like you just have to face a lot of stuff, and you're like evaluating yourself. Can I? Am I even capable of doing this kind of stuff? Do I have what it takes? Am I an imposter? Yeah. Am I an imposter? Am I a fake? Like maybe I don't have what it takes. You know, you face all that kind of stuff. So to think you're going to go without that on an entrepreneurial journey, it's just. Not true. Yeah. Everyone faces this kind of thought process. Everyone feels it's the up and downs, the ebb and flows mm-hmm. of being in the entrepreneur journey. But like you owned it. We faced it. Like together, we didn't run from this. And I just think that's like that's the only way, that's the only option at this point. Like mm-hmm. we owned up to what we, we would have done it differently. Yeah. Right? But we didn't know either. Uh-huh. We, that's there's, we did it. Full heart, like, yes, this is the way that we think it should go. We led them down that path. And now it's like, er, guys, I don't think this is the way to go. I'm so sorry. But if we do it this way, simplify it, go to just like have just a landing page to the ticketing platform, still collecting their their name as an opt-in or their name and email and still being able to run follow-up campaigns and and whatnot like this will simplify the process i think it's going to make it way easier for you guys and i'm going to pour my heart into it still because yeah i don't want to leave you hanging yep and i think that there's uh a lot to be said about that i think it shows and reveals you know where our hearts are at really in this like for me it's about serving them to the best possible ability 100%. no matter yeah. if that means me laying down um it, like laying down who I think I am, right? Like being crushed, humiliated, being like just and uh, just letting my pride go, yeah, and like not being prideful in this, like manning up to what what I what I'm facing. And guys, just so you know, this is like we're in the thick of this right now. This is not something that we're recapping on like this is still happening and it's not like and then everything worked out in the conference so we don't know we don't know yet so maybe we should do another episode yeah this is not going to end in a happy way in in the sense of like and then everything turned around like we're still hoping for that obviously but yeah right now we don't know it's unknown so stay tuned because we'll share with you the updates of of what happens yeah that'll be an interesting podcast to like oh Here's what actually became of that. But I just I just think that it's really, really important to be very upfront and be very realistic with people. I've learned that. We've learned that the hard way. Our yeah. Next time we take on a client, we will say, you're going to need to spend a decent amount of money on ads if you don't have a large following. Here's, if you don't have you know, a couple thousand dollars to spend on ads then the, you're going to have to build it the organic, slow way. That's reality. To get you know, a couple hundred people to convert, you're going to have to have a couple thousand people to come into the funnel. Mm-hmm. That's reality. 
That is what it's going to yeah. take. This thing will not work at the very beginning, most likely. We are going to have to make a lot of inju- adjustments. That's reality. Yeah. And so the quicker that you can – dude, mistakes are amazing. They really are. The mistakes are amazing. Like so are failing failures. Is, <laughs> failing is the best way to succeed. Succeeding really doesn't teach you much because you're like, well, everything was perfect. Yeah. Like this has taught us so much about how we consult with people – what information we're going to share up front, um, pricing ourselves out, yeah. like what is our service worth? You know, it's just, it's, it's taught us a ton. So really like if you're hearing any of this, take time to look at your own system or if, if you're currently, you know, selling product or whatever you're selling services or anything like that, like What's realistic for people? People that are going to use your product, use your service. Is it realistic that there's, you know, what's actually realistic for them? And don't over-promise and under-deliver. Right. Under-promise, over-deliver. And so we've, man, we've been humbled in this and we've been scared in this and like overwhelmed, anxious. There's no way that this is going to happen. And then also... This, this is totally going to happen. This is amazing. Wow, we're totally going to do this. So we've been in both places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've said we're less than 90 days out. And my I still believe. I still believe, too. For I sure. still believe that it's going to sell out. We're going to be okay. Um, but, man, have we learned so much about just communicating and just being honest and upfront with people and not not the hypey stuff and... Man, I've just I've learned a ton yeah. from this entire experience. Yeah. And you know, we've we've also been able to bring other people into the like our team, you know, mm-hmm. because we know that we aren't good in certain areas. Yeah. We're not good at writing sales copy for a funnel. So that brings up another point. Hire out people that are already doing the thing that you don't want to do or you're not good at. Yeah. It's way cheaper to hire people out to do stuff like that than you spending hours and hours and hours Mm -hmm. and hours and hours trying to either learn the craft or do the craft. For example, we're not super good at sales copy, writing. We're okay. We're not terrible. We can do it, but it's not. But other people are better or at it, and we should have probably at the very beginning put that into the proposal. We didn't know that. We didn't. But that's what I'm sharing this so that they know. Think about. Other people that are really killing it in areas that you're not good at. For me, Caleb, I suck at designing things, graphic stuff. I will not do it. So I will not create my own logo. I will not try and create my own graphics for stuff. I will not do it for like my e-covers or whatever. I have my own stuff going on too. You know, I won't do it. So I will hire that out because it would take me hours and I'd be extremely frustrated mm-hmm. and I'd probably want to quit. <laughs> You'd probably end up never doing it. I'd probably end up exactly because yeah. it's like a, a pain point and just it's easy to say no and shut it all down when I get super frustrated and just like burnt out. And, yeah. oh, I can't do this. Move a lot so faster. You will. Yeah, exactly. You will accelerate how fast you move on things if you hire out people that can do things for yeah. you. So if you need emails written out, hire people to write emails. If you need... I don't know, Facebook ads, hire out someone instead of you learning how to do it. Hire someone to do it, someone that can yeah, do it for you. actually good at it. So I'll leave you guys with this. Yesterday, Caleb asked me after our meeting with this client, he said, knowing all of this, all that you've gone through, all this stuff, 
in the beginning, would you do it again? And I looked at him without a hesit- without a second hesita- hesitation, hesitation and, yep. and I said, yes. And he was like, really? After all this stuff, all of the, the anxiety, all this stuff, all of this, you would do it again. And I was like, dude, I have learned so much out of this. And would I do it differently? Of course. But would I ever know to do it differently if I didn't try? No. Boom. I wouldn't. And this has been the hardest season of my life. But I've learned so much so fast. Faster than I did in four years working uh, in sales and marketing. Faster on my own. Faster in six months than you had in four, four years, years of college. Yeah, four years, four of, years work of college. Experience. Yeah. And, oh man, just like all of this stuff that I've been through, it's all profitable. Yeah. It's all profitable. Not meaning like, well, yeah, eventually, yes, financially, but I'm talking about like all this all stuff that useful. I'm learning is all useful. There's and no Caleb's waste. Learning There's and, no waste in the kingdom. That's right. There's no waste at all. It's all valuable. It's all important. Yeah. It all matters. If if anything matters, everything matters. Mm-hmm. And so we can chalk it up as that. Like, we failed. We made mistakes, but we learned. Yeah. And we grew, and we understood, and we yeah. got sharper because of it. Yep. And we got more honed in, and we got a little bit more... Uh, clear on what we're trying to do and how we say things and what we need to do the entire process. So yeah. it's also amazing. Don't try and avoid mistakes. Don't try and avoid pain in your life. Lean in. Yeah. Lean See into it. Learn. See what be if you're willing to learn no matter what, if you're willing to say, wow, this is really hard. This this is so hard. Like I can't believe how hard this has been. Yeah. But man, have we really really learned the hard way how to yeah. how to be better. Someone recently said to me, failure is a key ingredient to success. So fail fast and keep going. And that's what we're doing. And that's what we wanted to share with you guys to be super vulnerable, be really real. And hopefully you can relate. And hopefully this helps you avoid some stuff or even pivot when you need to pivot and be humble when you need to be humble. Yeah, so if you like this, subscribe to the podcast, Jordan's podcast. Uh, give her a rate or a review. Share it with a friend who might need this, who might be in a season of um, struggle, making mistakes, trying to figure it out on their own. Um, as an entrepreneur, as anyone, you know, just figuring out life, do something. If it made an impact, leave a comment, leave a review. Yeah, I would share, love that. subscribe to the podcast. All right, be blessed. See ya. Hey guys, did you know that testimonials are one of the quickest ways to build trust from people who don't know you? Well, sometimes when we ask people for testimonials, we get a pretty weak response. I have a way of capturing amazing testimonials and it all has to do with asking the right questions. I put together a quick video training where I'll show you my technique that I developed over the years as a marketer, as well as share with you my template so you can just plug in your info and send it out really quick. 
Just go to testimonial.goodsparkconsulting.com to get access for free. The link is in the show notes. All right, there it is. Another episode of Wait, Why Am I Doing This Again podcast. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave a review and even shoot me a message if you enjoyed that. Thanks so much for listening. Tune into the next episode.